What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. This is the undisputed murder king, Keith Burton. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. This is the hit book, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Back from the holiday break here on ROHworld.com. It is the ROH Cast. And as is customary, with the end of the year and the beginning of the new one, we honor the old. It's the ROHworld.com Awards Edition. The zombie podcaster Des with you and the American bearded nightmare John, as usual. And John, you know, usually for an award show, uh, I watch the award shows on television. We like to get uh, they like to get a really big guest or a couple big guests. And it just so happens that you have breaking news for us. The phenomenal one is back according to Ring of Honor. Yes, Ring of Honor has said that the Phenomenal One will return January 4th in Nashville, and AJ Styles makes his big return after close to 10 years away when he takes on Roderick Strong. That's going to be huge news. I'm uh, very excited for that. They're going to have a great match tomorrow. We're going to have a full preview of the January 4th show in Pittsburgh later on in the program after we uh, go through our awards here. But I think I think Ring of Honor got the day wrong. I think the phenomenal one returns a day earlier because right now on the show, huge guest. We spared no expense here at RHworld.com because there's no better way to hand out awards from RHworld.com than by bringing on co-founder, of the website, co-founder of ROHworld.com, Harry, you're back, and you're not stuffed anymore. I have returned. The stuffing, well, this is a long story. The stuffing is still there. I just, I cannot get rid of it. Have you ever seen the movie, The Santa Claus, where he shaves his beard and it instantly grows back? (laughs) It's exactly like that. I pull it out and it's just there. I just, I don't know what happened to me. You're so brave, though. I mean, I got to tip my cap to you you've learned to live with it and you've yep. learned to live a normal fulfilling life and i'm very proud of you yes exactly i just i don't know what happened i remember doing the podcast Stephen said it's time to get stuffed and then it just goes black and i wake up in scotland so i don't know what happened nope nobody wants to wake up in scotland <laughs> well, we got the awards and i trust you've been watching ring of honor of late Oh, you know, anyone who listens um, to the podcast when I was around knows that I'll never go a week without missing my Ring of Honor television. Of course, you're certainly, you're certainly not me. I, I've missed <laughs> weeks on end of Ring of Honor television. In fact, I haven't watched the last two weeks, but as I understand it, they're just recap shows anyway. So that's why we're not talking about TV. But uh, we've got awards to talk about. A lot of big stuff happened this year. I think we had a, we had a big discussion last week or the last time we did a show john and uh i think we sort of previewed that but now we've got our official list of awards to hand out to the best 
that happened this year in Ring of Honor. But really quickly, I want to get your thoughts, John, on uh, for you overall, what was the year 2013 in Ring of Honor? Good, bad, in the middle? It was better than 2012 by a long shot. It was oh, far everything. from perfect. It was an improvement. But I think it built nicely, especially towards the end, to set up 2014 to be a major success. Yes, yes. The end uh, capped off with Final Battle. I'm very excited for 2014 where certain storylines go because they've just begun, which is what a year-end show should do as we discussed last week. So we got this big old list of awards here, and uh, I don't know what we all voted. Obviously, you know what I voted, but where do we start here on this huge list of ROHworld.com year-end awards? I say we start from the bottom and work our way up. All right, so there are a lot of great moments in Ring of Honor and in wrestling in general. You got the matches, and then you've also got the great moments. And so our, our first award is Moment of the Year in Ring of Honor. And there have been a few of them. Uh, there were a few at Final Battle, even. Uh, we'll see what you pick. But, Harry, we're so happy mm. to have you back. I want to hear your moment of the year. You're me on the spot here. Your moment. Mm. Mm. This is difficult because obviously I left the podcast and I haven't, I haven't watched Ring of Honor since then. That's right. But you've, even when I was started. around, it was rare that I would see it. But from what I can recall, when Scum actually formed at the was it the 11th anniversary. That is a moment that stands out in my mind. Now, whether it was actually any good, I'm struggling to remember. But it, when I, when you've said that to me, that's the first thing that came to my mind. That was with uh, Steve Carino, and he cut this. Yeah, when when all promo. the new members joined, like Cliff Compton debuted, etc., and they all sort of destroyed that flag with Ring of Honor on it and beat up loads of guys in the ring. That was when the storyline started. I just remember there was so much hype going forward as you know, what was going to happen with that storyline. And obviously it didn't turn out that great, but at the start, there was a lot of excitement and buzz around that. Now I got to say at that point, everybody was, you know, when they shot that angle initially, everyone on the interwebs was sort of crabbing. Oh boy, they're doing another invasion angle, another faction angle. But just as a standalone end to a show, I thought it was awesome where you got all those Mm -hmm. people running in and, and it was just chaos which is what's uh, what one of the letters in scum stands for. But uh, I, I would I so, thought that was, that was crotches. Oh, that's true. It, it could stand <laughs> for crotches. Yes, that is correct. Uh, John, what about you? A moment that defines 2013 in Ring of Honor. I have to agree with you two. The first thing I thought of was the scum invasion after the anniversary show, and I remember I was the one having to recap it for the for the live review and it was just chaos like you said trying to keep up with everything going on all the run-ins all the beatdowns and it was really the moment that defined 2013 for ring of honor because that set the course for everything else that was going to happen thereafter and like harry said regardless if it was good or bad if you liked or didn't like it that moment pretty much everybody was excited to see what was coming after it i also want to give honorable mention here to another huge moment not so much the match, but just the moment and the idea of it happening for uh, Supercard of Honor and Jay Briscoe winning the world title. 
that moment oh, yeah. has to be, I think, something people are going to be talking about for a long time. And again, the circumstances that led to Jay losing the title, uh, both behind the scenes and in storyline, you know, maybe we don't want to remember as much, but just for that one moment, Jay Briscoe as the Ring of Honor World Champion was awesome. I was going to pick that, but I went with scum after some deliberation with myself because nobody got to see Jay Briscoe win the title. Yeah, exactly. Well, unless you were, you know, in New York. And, and come on, nobody should be in New York. New York is terrible. <laughs> um, so then we move on, and I'm going, I'm going backwards here on this list. I, I deliberately skipped one. It is our, our exclusive Toot Toot Award, and I feel like that should be the main event or the semi-main event. So we're gonna, I agree. I agree. We're going to push that I up agree. a little bit, our ROHworld.com exclusive. Ring of Honor is built on great matches that thrill fans at every point. Um, we've gotten many of, the, many of those this year in Ring of Honor, but now it's up to us to choose Ring of Honor's Match of the Year. And I'm going to start just because I don't think you two picked the same match that I did. Um, I picked actually a match from, I believe it was Best in the World 2013. And it was a match that I was very excited for. So this might color my bias. But for me, it was just such a fun match um, that had everything I liked, which was just big guys bullying each other and working really hard. And that was actually Michael Elgin versus Tommaso Ciampa. Hmm. To me, that was just so different for Ring of Honor. But at the same time, it was everything you would come to expect from a company like Ring of Honor, where you have guys that work that style, really push themselves uh, to, to give the fans something cool and violent, because that match was very violent. So that, for me, was uh, my match of the year. And uh, I know you two pick something different. So, John, let's let's start with you. Yeah, 2013 was kind of a weird year because although there are a lot of great matches, there was never that one match that stood out to me above the rest, like in 2012 with Davey Richards and Michael Elgin right. or previous years. There's a lot of great matches, but no no defining match of the year. So, like, so I was had to think about it for a while and think which one I enjoyed more. And it's hard to pick just one, whether it was Michael Elgin or Jay Lethal, or like you said, Elgin and Ciampa, or even I thought for a while that nothing could top the forever hooligans and the young bucks. But I ended up going, but I ended up going with uh, from glory by honor, Roderick strong, which is Paul London. Yeah, that was, that was a great match. I think you could also, I think another one there for contention would have been, um, I was going over some reports I wrote earlier today, and and Jay Lethal and Davy Richards, I believe, had a really good match um, earlier in the year. Probably, I think maybe at a Supercard. Um, but there are a lot. I want to ask you though. I'm going to ask you this, Harry. As you know, last year there was, a, as John pointed out, a clear contender for who was going to walk away from Ring of Honor as match of the year. This year wasn't so easy to pick your favorite match. And I think we may all end up having different, uh, different choices. Is that in your mind, a good or bad thing that we don't have a clear cut winner? Mm. I suppose what it means is that the year was perhaps more consistent than 2012 was where we were getting consistently great matches 
whereas 2012 had sort of there was the there was a lot of bad stuff. I mean, we had half the mania pay per view that year, didn't we? So oh, when great. a match is especially good, it will stand out even more. But because perhaps the competition is much stronger this year in terms of match quality, therefore nothing stands out. So it probably is a good thing, sort of as an overall product standpoint. But in terms of handing out awards, it just makes it a lot harder. It does. So what would be your pick for match um, of the year? See, I don't think I'm the best person to ask this because I haven't actually got around to seeing Final Battle yet, which is on my to-do list. I have started mm. it. Um, see, my, the first, I'm just going to go with my gut and the first thing that comes to my head without sort of looking through all the results and etc. Kevin Steen, Jay Lethal from the uh, 11th anniversary show. I remember really enjoying that match. For some reason, both of my nominations are from that event, so maybe that's fresh on my mind for some reason. I think Harry watched the 11th anniversary show this morning. <laughs> watched it by accident instead of Final Battle. I think that's what happened. <laughs> so he's just going to pick everything from that from that show now. I don't remember that match at all. I remember hating the storyline uh, getting there. But I don't remember the match. Maybe it's, I remember the post match. And maybe that's why. Sometimes the post match is so good that you just forget about yeah. the actual match. The problem here is we've got three different nominations, and don't we have to come to some sort of conclusion? Is, is that is that a rule? I, I wasn't aware. I, I don't know. Normally, we always have a, you know, each year we have the awards that we announce, and we can't have three different matches winning. Hmm. Well. Well, I, I I don't know what we would do here. Maybe we we maybe it's a three way tie. Maybe uh maybe we should fight to the death. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't think my opinion should be especially put into consideration as I've I'm seen a lot less Ring of Honor this year than you two have. So perhaps this is a topic that could best be debated over on our forum, which might I add you can reach by visiting rohworld.com slash forum. That's a good idea. Let's have a match of the year discussion on there. Yeah, let's do that. There's a poll of some kind. All right, so Ring of Honor has also prided itself on having great top-to-bottom shows, and this year, no exception. But, of course, it comes down to us once again. Let's try and choose just one, gentlemen. It's easy. Definitive it's easy. Yeah, show. me and Harry agree on this one. It's absolutely easy. All right, so let's start with, uh, let's start with John. No show was more entertaining top to bottom, more fun to sit through and watch, and quite frankly, more incredible than a night of hoopla. Yes. Mm. Definitely. Yep, I got to agree. Night of hoopla. That that show was just Ring of Honor being so silly. And I still don't know if it counts as a Ring of Honor show. because I don't think it's canon. I think it's just sort of these... It never. It doesn't happen in, in storylines. But you know what? It was available on ROHWrestling.com, and I bought it, and so it counts to me. Exactly. There you go. A new unanimous pick. A yeah, if anyone hasn't one. seen that, definitely check that show out. It is. I think it got one of the best review scores we gave this year. So I think I got the best score we gave this year. <laughs> it should have that its own perfect score. It should have its own. <laughs> Just like on a scale of one to hoopla. How good is this show going to be on January 4th? We will find out. The presentation of that was very good, too, just because like it was done in a way that's so not Ring of Honor to the point where they didn't even have commentary. It was just a, a fun sort of 
bar show, something that you don't really expect a, a quote unquote major company like Ring of Honor to do. So that was uh, it was good in, in a lot of different respects. All right, so let's move on, gentlemen. Lots of rivalries going on. It turns out that in wrestling, most people don't like each other, um, and they have feuds. And Ring of Honor is no exception. But of course, we must pick the feud of the year. Now, I actually had some trouble with this because I, you know, I can't really think of many feuds. I thought of champions like Matt Taven, who haven't really had a feud with anybody before losing the TV title. So he's basically out of the running. Um, I ended up settling with, and I can't even call this a proper feud because he had another person involved here, but just the stuff between Jay Briscoe and Adam Cole, I thought was excellent. I thought we got some great promos out of it. And um, it was a very good story overall. The only problem was Michael Elgin to me, it just felt like a secondary character throughout all of this. Um, that's my one critique, but my pick is Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole. I'm struggling here. I mean, the only one that comes to mind is RH versus Scum, and that definitely shouldn't win any awards. So what what else happened this year? I mean, ROH cast versus tournaments, that, that was something kept going on throughout the year. <laughs> it seemed like Ring of Honor ran that tournament, actually, to apologize for the Scum angle. Just like, we, we are so sorry. Here's a tournament. Oh, that was the, definitely the wrong thing to do, but we won't talk about that. Um I don't I really, John, I mean, what are you going for? Because I can't honestly think of anything else. I mean, obviously, there's been the stuff with Elgin, Briscoe, and Cole since I uh, left the podcast. But sort of prior to that, I'm struggling to think what exactly happened, what took up, you know, the bulk of this year. I had the same issue. I couldn't think of any feuds except Ring of Honor versus Scum. And then I just kind of had to think about it for a while. And I ended up giving it to the American Wolves versus Red Dragon. Oh, wow. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Um, didn't that... Was that last year, though? I swear it started. Oh, it started last year. Perhaps. It started at last year's final battle, at 2012's final battle, then hmm. included this year. Yeah, I remember they, they had a great couple of matches, uh, even a few on TV, that were uh, super good. And, and you know, um, I think the problem with us not being able to pick a proper feud of the year, I think the big problem is that since most of not only was most of the year made up of, of the scum versus ring of honor feud, but I think the biggest critique for the feud was that it dominated the entire card. You had mm. the, the, the top acts like Kevin Steen and Matt Hardy who, who dominated the top of the card, but you also had like the, the low card stuff with like clip cliff Compton. And, and at that point, Jimmy Jacobs feuding with like BJ Whitmer and stuff. So it was all over the card. And I, I, that's when I, I turn on an angle when it dominates the entire show and you can't get away from it. That's a good point. Because if you're not a fan of the angle, then you've just got no escape and no other option. Yes. So, again, we have... Uh, well, I, uh, I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree with John, I think, about Red Dragon versus the Wolves, because I can't, I can't say there was no feud. I've got to pick something, so I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, that was a good feud. I'll. I, that's going to be what comes up as the 
as the uh, main, main award, I do want to give honorable mention, though, to uh, Briscoe and Cole because they were uh, – I think their promos were great. And although Jay Briscoe, his promos can never be seen on television, it's just he's a phenomenal man. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Most improved, gentlemen. Who was terrible and got better or who was awesome and got mega good? Uh, let's start with Harry. I could be getting my years mixed up, but I feel like Red Dragon should win this, but I don't know if... When did they form as a tag team? It was late 2012. Because I feel like they've been just so consistently good this year, but were they ever... Have they technically improved, or were they always like this? I... There was a point where they turned the corner for me. I was not sold on them, and I don't know when it was, but I was not sold on them, and then they really started playing up their... Uh, sort of douchebag um hipster, hipster. Type i still don't understand that gimmick but it's amazing yeah i don't i think that's the point it's like you don't understand who these people are but when they get the ring they're really exciting to watch no matter how how, how far their douchebaggery projects and uh yeah I, I think that that would be a great great contender uh what about you john i just went with one half of red dragon i chose kyle o'reilly Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because he's always had like the in ring talent. He just had to hone it in more and develop a character other than American strong style. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, he... I remember I was always very critical of Kyle O'Reilly. Um his promos I, I always thought needed work. And I do think this year he really came into his own. Bobby Fish, I think, is is the kind of guy he's very enthusiastic about things. He's very good, and I feel like he's the kind of guy who brings confidence out of other people. And I, I see that with Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's, I think this pairing between the two of them has been a has been the uh, beginning of a huge push for Kyle O'Reilly into the main event in the future. Mm. I also want to give an honorable mention, and I know we knocked we knocked him all year basically, but he. I've certainly seen improvement from Matt Taven, who started the year. He was kind of a no-name guy. He wasn't very good. He was okay. Um, and although I don't think the way to groom a guy to be better is to you know put your secondary title on him and have him have matches, I think that run has helped him improve in terms of working with bigger stars, um, working with Truth Martini, and inevitably this character died a death. Um, and I think if you want Matt Taven to be successful in ring of honor, you're going to have to repackage him because hoopla Taven, I think it's been proven isn't working. Um, but I definitely think just in terms of a, a mechanic and in terms of a, a, a character, I think Matt Taven has improved tremendously. So honorable mention goes to the longest reigning ring of honor television champion, which is a shock. <laughs> All right, so most improved, but who captured your attention this year? Who was your breakout star of the year, Harry? Hmm, I'm struggling here again. I'm just going to go with the first thing and say ACH. The first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, how do you think about him? Yeah, well, Who I, are you I, going for? Yeah, who are you going for, John? I was, my first thought was uh, Scarlett because she caught my attention more than anybody else. But then, <laughs> There you go, then. She wins. But I have to say Tommaso Ciampa. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I actually agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I thought, I, 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 yeah. I changed my mind. Well, I, I, was thought about ACH. Towards, I was changing my mind towards ACH. <laughs> I thought about ACH, and let me tell you something. I mean, did he really break out? And to me, he came on TV. He did a couple. He had a couple good matches, but he never really got to a point this year where yeah. you thought, you know what, this guy's gonna. I don't even feel like this guy's gonna be TV champion. He's just a guy who's in a tag team who does really cool stuff. And I hope that changes. I hope 2014 is is a bigger year for him. But he's been very, very underutilized this year in terms of what he can do. No offense to uh, to Darius Thomas, but I think Tommaso Ciampa has been awesome this year. Great yeah, comeback. Um, he just he came back. What was it like in? I think in March from a no, it was a Border Wars. It was a Border came, Wars. He came back from uh, that injury that kept him sidelined, and he ended the silly feud with uh, Artie Evans. And uh, he's been dominant the entire year. He's really built up to look like a, a killing machine, and it culminated with him destroying the House of Truth and becoming TV champion at Final Battle. So I think it's this is Champa's year. And I think that final battle match should have been included in the honorable mentions of matches of the year. Not because it was the best match, but it was perfect what it needed to be. Yeah, it was a perfect story. And I I didn't think Ring of Honor would do it because they like to have their long 30-minute competitive matches, right? And a four-minute squash is just what a guy like Tommaso Ciampa needs to make him look like he will kill you if he meets you in a dark alley. Was it um, Death Before Dishonor where Champa and Cole had that fantastic semi-final match? Yes, I remember that was. being really good. That too. Yeah, Champa's Champa's been really good, and he's been doing good stuff year. In, in PWG as well. He's been all over the place. So good on Champa, breakout star of the year. Even though he's been there a couple of years, but this was uh, this was the year he kind of exploded because he finally yeah. had something besides squash matches against no-name opponents. There you go. And he finally got away from Jay Lethal. It was the unbeatable Jay Lethal that was holding him down before. Yeah. Don't you hate when that happens? Jay Lethal exactly. just holds you down. <laughs> well, there was a point this year, guys, when there was no world champion and Ring of Honor conveniently forgot that they had a TV champion. And so they focused on the tag teams. And I think that gives us a lot of a lot of choices for the next award. Tag Team of the Year. We had a couple uh, tag teams come in as special guests and do some stuff with Ring of Honor. Um, but we can only choose one. Tag Team of the Year. John, I'm going to go to you first. I really think this one is the most obvious of any of the awards today. And it has to be Red Dragon. Yes. I can't yeah. get the other tag team that's dominated the scene the way Red Dragon has this year. Yeah, it absolutely has to be Red Dragon. They, uh, I, I don't remember if they started the year as champions, but they've spent the majority of it as champions. They had that silly hot potato, I think, like in August when it went to the Hooligans and then went to the Wolves and then it went to Red Dragon or something like that. And But it was mostly Red Dragon, and they were they were definitely the MVPs of the of the tag team scene this year. So good on Red Dragon. I do have to say, though, we need an injection of tag teams in 2014. Yes, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Prided itself on for a while was the 
massive tag team division that other companies didn't have, and now it's hard to name who, three tag teams. Who do they have now? Adrenaline Rush, Red Dragon, and are Outlaw Rink still there? Are they gone now? Nobody's sure. Yeah, we don't know Brut- that. Brutal Burgers? Well, the Brutal Burgers. Uh, yeah, the Young Bucks, kind of. Are mm. QT Marshall and uh, R.D. Evans still together? I think I QT's left. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you could team with Vader Scott. <laughs> You've got the decade, I suppose, can do some tag matches as well. That's true. You bring in this new faction, and and I suppose, yeah, you can have, um, what, Jacobs and Strong, I guess, do stuff. Mm. That'd, be good. That'd be a good tag team. I'd be happy with that. All right, guys. So uh, how do you guys want to do this? We've got two awards left. We've got the big wrestler of the year, and we've got ROHworld.com's exclusive Toot Toot Award. I'm not sure. I say we go ahead and do the Toot Toot Award. So what is the Toot Toot Award? Explain it for those perhaps who weren't around during the Toot Toot era. Well, there was a time when Charlie Haas thought, I'm going to steal things from Jim Cornette. In fact, I think Jim Cornette probably told him to. (laughs) Um, I wish we had the clip. I don't have the clip with me. Um, If 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 you talk, I can find it. So... It, it was Charlie Haas, um, and, and it was I, – I, I, I don't know if this was the year Charlie Haas left or if that was last year. This uh, was – this happened in – I remember it like it was yesterday. Too- it was one of the <laughs> moments of my life. Oh, you, talk, talk us through it, John. It happened at Border Wars 2012. Yeah. Right after Charlie Haas used the ether on Mark Briscoe to capture the reigning about our tag team titles. When, when Kevin Kelly needed Paul Turner to take a look at this, <laughs> that it was in fact ether that was used, and he was choking and couldn't breathe, couldn't barely speak. The front row was unaffected, miraculously. Thank God. But it was just it was just a crazy, chaotic scene in Toronto. Do you think? Do you think anyone in Ring of Honor thought for one second that in 2014 people would still be talking about that stupid ether? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe that one match provided us basically a year of jokes. It lasted at least a year. We were constantly doing toot toot puns and harsh jokes. It was that defined an era of the ROH cast. So much Hence so we that have the, uh, we even we have we, the toot toot award to celebrate that era. Yeah. You even wrote a Christmas song uh, with the uh, toot toot. There was there was many toot toot songs. <laughs> you smell that? Oh, but the hell that hospital smell? I can't get over Christmas music. I had to, that's the one little clip I have of the toot toot, and that thing became famous on this podcast last year. And so we thought, what better way to honor the greatness that is Charlie Haas on the stick than by naming the award for the funniest moment in Ring of Honor this year. After that infamous day, the Toot Toot Award. Harry, what made you LOL in Ring of Honor in the year 2013? Now, I'm not a football already has won an award, so I can't really give it to an entire show. 
Now, when I was thinking back about this, the first oh, maybe it's just because it's called the Toot Toot Award. What came to my mind was when Charlie Haas attacked Cheeseburger um, and swung him into the guardrail repeatedly. I'm sure it was extremely painful for Cheeseburger, <laughs> but it was just so hilarious. And I think perhaps that there's got the other moments from their little feud that that happened at the start of this year that were, all of it was just hilarious and brilliant. So. Either that specific moment, or if I had more time, there'd probably be something else. But Charlie Haas versus Sub Cheeseburger definitely needs to get it. I got to say that one as well, just because that moment was like, it was so much comedy. And it was, it was Charlie Haas, like, you know, obviously he's not there anymore, but he was just so entertaining at that point. Really coming into to his own is being very comfortable as the big jerk who was bullying this this little guy in cheeseburger and yeah it was just so much fun to watch i gotta say i think cheeseburger would be proud to know that he's winning an award here from rohworld.com john the two two award of all awards yeah the greatest award of all time uh i'm gonna have an honorable mention first before i give my award my honorable mention also features cheeseburger i can't remember the show i think it might have been in columbus when he was promised a lap dance from uh, the House of Truth, and he took <laughs> off with his pants off, and then got speared by or got gored by Rhino. <laughs> the best. Yeah. But so my funniest moment of the, of the year, my toot toot award, goes to Davy Richards furiously humping the turnbuckle at Madison. <laughs> <laughs> it was he was so aggressive. Like I, I, I felt violated watching that. That turnbuckle <laughs> needed years of therapy. <laughs> I doubt they've been able to use that turnbuckle since. <laughs> there you go. The Toot Toot Award. Doesn't have to make sense. Congratulations to Davey Richards and Cheeseburger on their great wins. Final <laughs> award, gentlemen. Who blew you away this year? Who was your ring of honor wrestler of the year let's go with you first harry this is a tough one this is a tough one um i'm i'm thinking either cole or elgin but i can't decide so that i'll keep it as that for now and if, if there's a decider then I'll, I'll pick but if you two are in agreement then that's that's it because i went with michael elgin yes as did i there we go then nigga has to go to elgin yeah, Michael Elgin, I think this year was just so – I mean, even, he he was still riding the momentum of last year when he yeah. had that amazing match and they didn't capitalize, but he was still so good. And I'm comparing that to, to Adam Cole, who was very good this year as well. But I don't know. For me, I, I enjoyed that slow burn heel turn for a while, and that just got on my nerves. Um, and that – I, I think colors it a little bit more for Elgin, but also he was just so damn intense the entire year and final battle. Oh my God. He was a, he was a beast at final battle, which just, it closed it for me. This, this was for me the easiest category. Wow. Yeah. He was the first person that came to mind and that's because of all the great matches he's had this year. Whether it was against Michael Elgin, Jay Lethal. <laughs> against Michael Elgin? Uh, not Michael Elgin. He can wrestle uh, himself. He can wrestle himself. I meant uh, 
Jay Lethal, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, just regardless of who's in the ring with, he put on great matches every time. And I don't think there's anybody who was as consistent in the ring as Michael Elgin was this year. I agree. Yeah, he's been exemplary in Ring of Honor. And also, I mean, not not just in Ring of Honor. He's been all over the place having just dream matches with all sorts of people. So this guy is, is on fire right now. And I think in 2014, it's going to get even better. And I, I'm making the prediction right now. And I made the prediction at the end of 2012 as well. But I'm going to do it here. Michael Elgin has to be Ring of Honor champion by the end of the year. It's just, it would be ridiculous not to put this guy on top and make him the face of the company. Yeah, I can see both him and Champa getting the world title this year. Mm, that'd be interesting. Well, those are our awards. We, of course, you- want to know what you think. The ROH cast force. You can let us know. ROHworld.com slash forum at ROH underscore world and facebook.com slash ROH world. Right now, though, uh, let's talk about this show coming up tomorrow, January 4th. You've got uh, it's, it's a, a big day for wrestling January 4th. Obviously, you've got the Tokyo Dome show in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, where the Young Bucks will actually be involved. Uh, favorites here on the uh, ROH cast. But also tomorrow, a little closer to home, Pittsburgh, PA, we got the first Ring of Honor show of the year. And John, the phenomenal I, one will be there, correct? I think it's Nashville, by the way. Oh, is it in is Nashville? It I believe it so. At, it is in Nashville, Tennessee. I believe it is at the old TNA Asylum. Yeah, uh, I only know that because I saw the AJ Styles promo. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking Pittsburgh. But I mean, maybe there's, the, there's uh, one at, um, the end of the month. Okay, I think I've just got Royal Rumble on the brain. It's Royal Rumble something. <laughs> That's that's my show. Yes, I, I do apologize to the people of Nashville. It'll be in Nashville tomorrow and uh, not Pittsburgh. So Nashville, and I think I said that at the beginning of the show as well. Um, so Nashville, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles is coming back to Ring of Honor, John, and he's wrestling Amazing. Roddy Strong. He is. And this is a, a TV taping, by the way. So oh, not- do we know when the um, AJ Styles match will air on telly? Because I'm uh, trying to see that. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I'd, I'd assume they put it off for a few weeks to hype it up. But uh, or maybe they do one of those um, early bird things. Yeah, but that that should be an amazing match. Roderick Strong has been put in position to wrestle these outside guys for a while, but now he kind of has the decade storyline behind him to give him a reason to do that. And so I just think it'll be. To pardon the pun, phenomenal to see AJ Styles back in Ring of Honor. It, it makes perfect sense with the whole decade storyline as well, plus the fact it should be an incredible match. So it, it was really a good choice for, or a perfect choice, really, for his first opponent back in Ring of Honor. I think it's a great element there that the whole point of the decade is that people have left Ring of Honor and gone elsewhere, and AJ Styles, perfect example of that. But now he's back, and now I think it's going to be a great a great confrontation with the decade. Um, and if they don't do something, I think they're, they're really wasting the moment. And also AJ, by the way, coming back for the anniversary weekend in February. So um, he will, it's not just a one-off apparently on January 4th. So that's exciting stuff. I, I hope uh, that is. 
we see more stuff with AJ. But let, let's run down the card, gentlemen. What's going on, John, uh, tomorrow? There hasn't been an awful lot announced as of yet. I guess because really? it's the TV taping, they don't want to spoil things that are going to happen in the later episodes they're going to tape. Mm, that's true. So they just announced a few matches. Um, uh, let's start out by talking about the 2014 Top Prospect Tournament. Oh, tournament? Uh, yes. How come whenever I come on this show, we have to talk about tournament? <laughs> well, it's not the complete tournament. It's only the first two rounds of the tournament, I believe, okay. being filmed here. Uh, Harry, I don't think you know who is in the tournament, do you? Well, I actually listen to the RH cast, so I do know, but don't ask me to nail them off the top of my head. Well, well cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Um, that, Mongo. Mongo. <laughs> Mongo, that's, something like that. Congo. That's, that's more than I know, and I do the podcast. <laughs> let me I run through. The, let me run through the eight participants real quick, and we can give our thoughts on who we expect to look good and win, and all that hoopla. Cheeseburger. Uh, the starting out is uh, Corey Hollis, who is one half of the Alabama Attitude. N- number two is Raymond Rowe, who made appearances last year for Ring of Honor. Number three is the benchmark Bill Daly who had a dark match at Final Battle. Number four is the great and awe-inspiring Cheeseburger. Number five, I believe this is his Ring of Honor debut, uh, Mr. Andrew Everett. Uh, Number six is this weird creature who has been appearing on pre-shows known as the Romantic Touch. Number, (laughs) Number seven is the one Harry just referred to as Mongo, a.k.a. Congo. I was close. I like Mongo better. And number eight, <laughs> I think Mongo would just be Mike Mondo with some face <laughs> And number and the eighth and final participant, he is uh, the leftover of a nineties uh teeny bop band, Mbop Hansen. I'm so excited for this character. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why. But you know what? I, I this is gonna sound terrible, but when you said leftover of the nineties, I thought you were gonna talk about Disco Inferno. <laughs> I, I was thinking the headbangers for a second. Mm. Oh god, <laughs> they're back. Um so prospect. Do we have any thought I mean you you guys have talked about this a lot on the podcast this tournament so far, but do we have any final thoughts heading into the what how much has been taped tomorrow, John? That I believe first two rounds or? first two rounds, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Harry, I mean, we haven't really heard your thoughts on this, and I know uh, I know you're not too up on other indies and stuff. And honestly, these people, like, I know probably three of them out of the eight. Um, but who, who, you know, who, who would stand out to you? I mean, I'm sure you would hope Cheeseburger has some, some at least memorable moments in this tournament. I, I can't see Cheeseburger getting past the first round, unfortunately, but... He's got his toot toot award now, so he's he's got that to sort of keep him keep him happy to get over this loss. But uh, I can't see him sort of defeating anyone in the, in the first round. But in terms of the other guys, I don't think I've actually seen any of them wrestle. I've probably seen the Alabama Attitude match and just forgotten about it. But the rest of them, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I may or may not have seen the Romantic Touch, depending on if it's actually Rhett Titus. So no. I don't really have many thoughts or comments on the. Yeah, I mean, I think we sung, I sing the praises constantly of Andrew Everett, formerly uh, Chiva Kid. I think he's excellent. Um, so he's going to, I don't expect him to win, but I expect him to look very good. And uh, 
I don't know who would actually win the tournament, but I think it's got to be somebody close to Ring of Honor's heart. And obviously, I mean, what went down with QT uh, Marshall, I mean, you know, he was in that tournament, wasn't he? And uh, Matt Taven is a... Mm, I don't think he was. Wasn't he? I don't know. Matt Taven won last year's, I believe. Yeah, Matt Taven won last year, and you know where he ended up. He's just kind of a poor guy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so we'll see what happens this tournament. But, uh, it's it's, it's got to be someone that is either under contract already or is about to be signed. Because do they get a TV title shot when they win? Or do they get a contract? I'm not 100% sure on the prize here. I don't even think they, they've clarified. I think it's just near the top prospect. Okay. I would love for the top prospect to go to Evolve, though. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right, what else is going on in this uh, show tomorrow in Nashville? Well, pro wrestling legend Rowdy Roddy Piper will make a special appearance. Yeah, that's what we—that's what we need. We need a little bit of hot rod, right? Yeah. I'm in Scotland, so I go outside and find a bagpipe. You—you're in Scotland. That's right. <laughs> what, you got, come on, what are you doing? You're slacking. I, Maybe I for next time. Well, since, since Terry's here from Scotland, will it be Hot Rod or Hot Scott? What? I, I don't know what that was either. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 6, y'all. Come on. You're too old, John. I wiped that, I wiped that out of my memory, I think. But that Wasn't that Hogan and Warrior? Yes. Yeah, I wiped that out of my memory. How do you not remember Hot Scott? Hot I just... Scott. He paints off himself black, and he's like, we get Hot Rod on the white side or Hot Scott on the black side. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have to go back and watch WrestleMania 6 now. Thanks, John. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's Roddy Piper doing? We didn't actually... I don't think I actually heard that. What's he doing? He's, he's making a special appearance. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, the Sicilian psychopath Tommaso Ciampa, for the first time, Sorry, will defend I just the like belt against Silas Young. Yeah. Uh, they've had a match a couple of times last year, didn't they? I seem to remember seeing at least one of them. And they're always quite good. I don't remember. Um, I almost... Part of me wants to see Champa kill people, but I don't want to see him kill Silas Young. That's the exact same way I feel. I think it'll be a mildly competitive match, but Champa's got to look strong, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that should you be could, good. You could, I wouldn't be surprised if perhaps, I don't know, Silas gets himself DQ'd and then just gets annihilated after the match, for example. For, for As his, opposed to being squashed his, completely. For his evil doing. Yes. Yes, I see. I think that happened. I think they had a match before and Silas won, but he cheated and then Nigel restarted it or something. I'm not 100% sure when that was, but I do remember that happening. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. I know for a fact that happened. Okay. I'll I'll take (laughs) you guys' word for it. Well, moving on to something we know is going to happen. Uh, Kevin Steen will take on the returning Chris Hero. Oh, that's right. Wow, this is a show of returns. So this should be pretty awesome. Yeah, that does sound good, actually. So, yeah. 
this is a TV taping, so we won't be able to watch this in bulk. We're going to have to wait for it to be gradually released over the coming weeks. That's uh, unfortunate because I got spoiled by uh, Ring of Honor putting out the uh, this, the shows on demand because I'm a binge watcher. You know, I don't like waiting. Um, so mm-hmm. I liked I liked when it all came out as one show and I could just watch it all and then watch it later. Like right now, I saw Final Battle before all you people who are just now probably going to start watching it on TV. So <laughs> I'm I'm um, maybe you two know more about this than me, but from sort of listening to the show and, and keeping up with the results, I thought they ditched TV tapings and all shows had become TV tapings. So if they did a random show in Nashville, it would just be like a normal house show, and then they just air it on TV. So what? Why is this one suddenly? like the old Baltimore style tapings. What what I'm a bit confused. That was the impression I was under too, that they had just abandoned that format because it was proven it was pretty much proven by the numbers that people weren't going to the T V tapings as much as to the actual house shows. But I, I don't think apparently they never actually abandoned that model. They just the last T V taping was I think in August and they just Yeah, it, it was it was while I was still on the show, so that was ages ago. Yeah, and they just for some reason haven't done a taping in five months. But you know, I guess they're back, and we're gonna have to do these again. I just think they couldn't think of a catchy name for this show. (laughs) TV taping. (laughs) That's just the get out of jail card, isn't it? Just you call it that. Yeah, you got no no cheesy name for it. And finally, the last thing announced so far is that Jay Briscoe has issued an open challenge to Adam Cole. Is that really okay. an open challenge when you challenge one person, is it? It's Yeah, it's not really open. It's, kind of a <laughs> it's a very challenge. specific challenge. In fact. <laughs> it's, a very, yeah, it's a closed challenge to Adam Cole. <laughs> That's it then, yeah. Closed challenge. I like that one better. And of All course, right. the phenomenal one that was mentioned. Was that mentioned at the start? Yeah, it'll be wrestling Roddy yeah. Strong, which yeah. would be yeah. very interesting. We did. Yeah, so that's going to be some good stuff tomorrow in Nashville. That, of course, being in Tennessee. Um, so that's going to happen tomorrow. And, of course, again, big day for wrestling. So I hope everybody enjoys themselves if they watch the New Japan show and then go to Ring of Honor. And it is yeah. also the anniversary of TNA moving to Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah january 4th brother i remember that oh man that was that was horrible anyway before we get off on a tna bashing excursion which i'm always game to do let's answer your questions fans from rohworld.com let's do listener topics <laughs> Here's John. We only have a handful of questions once again. No, no, wait, wait. I'll let them off. They've been too busy eating the turkey over Christmas, New Year's. They haven't got the time to send in questions. It's the week cast. It is the most important thing in the world, (laughs) especially with the return of... of AJ Styles and me. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the true phenomenal one. Where, where are all the questions for me? That's true. We better have hairy questions here. I'm I'm, I'm not going to answer questions about stupid wrestling. 
Well, uh, unfortunately, I guess we're not going to answer any questions then, because there's no <laughs> questions directed specifically towards Harry. Oh, I think I think they were lost in the mail. Yeah, you know, the you, you, the U.S. Postal Service lost a lot of things over the holiday, so I'm sure. I think Harry it's a conspiracy with this new Team America thing on this podcast, trying to keep the British people off it. We know a lot of people, you know, changing America. the language setting on the podcast, removing all the U's from words like color. Because that yeah. still doesn't make any sense. That'd make the word co-hour. <laughs> co-hour. <laughs> Saying We've... things like toucan as toucan incorrectly. This, this Team America's, what have they done to the podcast? We spell center the correct way with the E and the R in the correct order. Yeah, I agree. That actually makes more sense. Though. Yeah, but... see? I don't know. We agreed on something. <laughs> A treaty. All right, so let's hear that first question. Uh, this is a response from uh, Ken Smell. And he says that during the last episode, we request we requested final battle thoughts. Uh, here are some of his. Uh, he thought the overall pay per view was awesome. Uh, both Steen and Champa needed a night like final battle. Neither of their characters really work for him unless they display a certain amount of dominance. And that final battle added credibility to both characters and his opinion. Unfortunately, he's sure Steen will put over Hero in Nashville. Uh, he saved several vidcap. Of Steam giving Maria the package pile driver. Oddly <laughs> enough, enough, after viewing them for about 10 minutes, my package felt as if it had been pile driven. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a secretly market in disguise? Is he can smell after all this time? He can smell. Uh, I wasn't truly happy with Matt Hardy being in Ring of Honor until he and Adam Cole formed their alliance. Their characters are working really well together. Uh, my only real letdown was the Red Dragon match. This Outlaw Inc. thing needs to go. You really have to try hard to have a bad Red Dragon match. And I think we have another question regarding Outlaw Inc. momentarily. And then he wraps up his thoughts with the Young Bucks. Enough said. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm still sad that the Young Bucks don't come out to Hanson in Ring of Honor. but yeah. Well, soon they can come out with Hanson. <laughs> that's true they can yeah thank you for your thoughts Ken always appreciate thoughts from the rohworld.com fans and we have a few questions from Ed Knowles uh, the first is is AJ Styles versus ACH the dream match nobody is talking about or how about oh, that would be good or how about how good AJ Styles versus Silas Young could be there's so many good matches you could put AJ Styles in. There's very few that would be bad. That would be, you know, if they suddenly do AJ Styles versus Brutal Bob, that that'll be a weird choice. But apart <laughs> from that, they can't they can't really go wrong. So it really depends how many matches they have AJ for. For example, if it's just two or three, you've got to be really selective. But if he's around for a few months doing a few shows, some tapings, then perhaps we will get to see him against guys like ACH and Silas Young. Yeah, but guys like Michael Elgin has been campaigning to have a match with AJ Styles since he's been a free agent. So maybe we'll see that in Ring of Honor. That would be... I hope, so. I hope so. That would rule. But yeah, I don't know about ECH. I get... Like, you know, it'd, it'd be good. It'd be very flippy and stuff. So the match I want to see most out of AJ Styles is probably the match everyone wants to see most, and that's against Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. We'll see it. We'd better. 
<laughs> I'll actually watch Ring of Honor if that does happen. <laughs> I will too. And Knowles' next question is, do you think if Ring of Honor brought back Outlaw Inc. as full-blown hills, with them hitting the ring and destroying people, a la the Road Warriors, that it could get them over enough to get people to forget how horribly bad their initial gimmick was? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen Final Battle. If that match was anything as bad as what the fans were saying, they should just not be brought back at all. It, it didn't was... they, like, attack someone in the crowd or do something to a fan? Well, I they didn't yeah. the crowd. I think they accidentally knocked somebody out. Accidentally knocked someone out? Okay. Oops. That's almost as bad as Anderson Silva <laughs> accidentally snapping his leg in half. Um, you know, I, I don't... That match, it, it was very exaggerated. I thought it wasn't a bad match. It was just very boring. That's that's all I thought it was, too. It was not as bad I, as everybody made it out to be. I've never seen a Red Dragon match I would describe as boring. This was. Um, watch hmm. it. it. It's great. Uh, it's, it's I did plan on watching it at some point. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was that kind of thing. Basically, Eddie Kingston was trying to get the hot tag for like a thousand hours and then <laughs> homicide got pulled off the apron. So Eddie Kingston was forced to try for the hot tag for another thousand hours. And the fans, oh, when he finally tagged out, the fans were, it wasn't even a, a cheer of yay. It was more like, Oh my God, thank God. <laughs> and then the next match, which was Tommaso Ciampa and Matt Taven, uh, prompted fans to erupt into thunderous chance of this is better. <laughs> Brilliant. So there you go. You're all caught up. I don't even remember what the question was. Oh yeah, I don't think repackaging these guys as total heels would. You know, Ring of Honor fans never, Ring of Honor fans never forget. And I don't understand this gimmick of Outlaw Inc. because I thought they were already heels. So I don't. I, I thought don't... they were. Look what they do to poor old Kevin Kelly. You've seen John's avatar on the forum. Look what they do to him. He, he, yeah. Poor Kevin Kelly. But he, he went Davy Richards on a turnbuckle arm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't know. I don't want to. As much as it pains me to see, I don't think Eddie Kingston works in Ring of Honor. He needs to go back to Chikara. If only there's a Chikara for him to go back to. Uh, don't make me cry, John. Don't. <laughs> yeah. My heart is with Chikara always. Well, let's move on before we get too depressed. Okay. Uh, Ed Knowles has one final question. And what would you rather have? The Book of Truth or a bazooka that fires chimps armed with chainsaws? I think there's wow. a chapter in the Book of Truth on how to design such a gun. So I would probably go with the Book of Truth. I mean, what he described there is essentially a weapon. And the Book of Truth is not only a book, but also a lethal weapon, as we've seen in many, many matches. So it's got to be the Book of Truth. I have to agree with that. Who would want a bazooka that fires chimps with chainsaws? That sounds so bulky. Right, Dr. Evil. Hmm. Yeah, yeah some sort of comic book villain. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it in the next like Avengers film or that movie with Batista in. I think Prince that. Nana would love to get his hands on one of those, actually. <laughs> Is he a comic book villain? <laughs> I remember Joe Coff was always the 80s action villain on this show. Maybe he's got one. 
Mm. <laughs> People have sharks with laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> and we have one question on Twitter to wrap us up. And it is from a ROH Pittsburgh fan. You forget in the forum, John. No, because there are none on the forum. No, there are two. <laughs> I saw them earlier. But anyway, you go to Twitter and I'll, I'll get the forum ready. Huh. There are two on the forum. I apologize for them. ROH, but ROH Pittsburgh, fan. Pittsburgh fan. Not asks. to be confused with ROH Nashville fan. Exactly. <laughs> and I just like each city for similar reasons. <laughs> How do you see AJ's return affecting the use and storylines surrounding Chris Hero, if they affect it at all? I, I like this question. That is a good question. That is a I very think, good question. I, I didn't think it... I've, what I've noticed is during this podcast, and a lot of people on the forum were talking about AJ Styles coming in, AJ Styles' potential matches, who could he face, who could he feud with, how long is he going to be there for? Not much really talk about Chris Hero. So could he maybe be overshadowed with AJ Styles also returning at the basically the exact same time? They're only a show apart. That's what I think. I think it completely overshadowed Chris Hero's big return. I don't think it's going to affect too much storyline-wise because I think Chris Hero will be around a lot more than AJ Styles will be. Yeah. But I think on the shows that are on there together, obviously AJ Styles is a much bigger deal than Chris Hero in this Yes. So he will get, he will overshadow him on those shows. I think there's a point where you could even, because they both, in terms of Ring of Honor, they have a very similar story where they were a big part of the company, then they went away to try and do other things at a bigger company. You know, if you call TNA a bigger company, um, which technically I guess you can't, and uh, and then they came back and now they're back in Ring of Honor. So they're both sort of have the same story. So I feel like if they wanted to switch, you know, I don't think they will because Ring of Honor are so good about keeping to storylines. Um, but if they wanted to switch the the characters, Chris Hero and AJ Styles have virtually the same motivations in terms of characters. So if you wanted to do the switch and insert like an AJ Styles into the Adam Cole storyline to teach Adam Cole a lesson or something, I mean, it could be done. I don't think they will. But I think if there was an effect on the storylines, that would be it. Hmm. I think it. I think what John says is the the best point. Really, Chris Hero is probably going to be there for more frequently and and for a longer period of time. So unless AJ Styles suddenly signs a contract, I don't think it will be overshadowing him too much. But for example, like I've completely forgotten about. Hero versus Steen happening tomorrow. Yeah, same as a, as had I. That's uh, that's gonna be very good too. Mm. But uh, I understand we have questions on the forum, which, by the way, you can access by visiting rohworld.com/forum. The first is from our friend from Poland, Felker Pat. He has a uh, few questions. Uh, do you think Scarlet Bordeaux is that how you say your last name? Bordeaux, Bordeaux. isn't it? Yeah, Bordeaux. It's French. Bordeaux will end up in the WWE, and I think the answer is yes. She has to. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Maybe on Total Divas or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. Scarlet on Total Divas. I'd pay for that. Or you know, watch it on the E Network. 
Yeah, I actually might start watching it. Is it Totodiva's good? It's good if you go into like with a sense of humor. It's it's so fun to just laugh at with people. Okay, I like laughing at people, so I'll probably watch it. It's good. <laughs> I don't I don't know to be honest if she will end up in WWE. They don't really ever sign that many divas, do they? So it's it's very random, you know. Mm. Not until recently have you seen people from like Shimmer go to WWE. Yeah, and I don't know. Like they have, they have their own. Like WWE are hooked up with modeling agencies, and they they find, you know, they find their divas there. I don't I don't know if they're watching Ring of Honor necessarily, or wherever else Scarlet works to find uh, their women talent. Hmm. Uh, his next question is, do you think Trent Beretta would be a good fit in Ring of Honor? Um, I'd say give him a shot, give him a couple of matches. There's no harm in doing that. I'm actually surprised they haven't given him a shot yet. Yeah, same here. If they give Jesse Sorensen a shot, I don't know why they haven't yeah. given him. <laughs> How was that, by the way? I never actually saw that. It was. It happened, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, because Trent has been in PWG and he's doing he's doing good stuff I and mean, he's in tag team now, but he's doing he's doing fine. I don't I think he would be fine fit in Ring of Honor. At least give him a tryout, but you know, maybe stuff is up there. Yeah, put him in a match with Roderick Strong. See what see what happens. They'll kill each other. Is what will happen. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, his final question is: With Eddie Edwards gone for Ring of Honor. Does Kevin Kelly retire soaring and scoring or bestow it upon another wrestler? No, That's, he said oh, who? He said he would retire. He he promised during the Eddie Edwards match. Well, Kevin Kelly says a lot of things. That's true. I wouldn't he, be, he, you wouldn't be able to resist the urge. If someone dies through those ropes, they'll just have to say it. We'll have to send I, him angry tweets if he does. I think You broke gonna, your promise, Kevin. And don't I even tell him what we're uh, talking about. Just like tell him he broke his promise. <laughs> I want everybody who listens to this podcast to do that. If if Kevin Kelly breaks his promise, <laughs> yes. But I think uh, if he's going if he's going to come up with a new catchphrase for people diving, it's going to be for ACH, and it's going to be flying and dying. <laughs> flying and dying. That's terrible. Oh dear, he's going to do it now. I hope so. He better give me credit for it, too. <laughs> and finally, DX versus NWO 1994 has a few questions for us. And uh, now that AJ Styles is back, who do you want to see him face the most? We kind of went over this slightly already. Oh, I, I say think Adam we all Cole. said Adam Cole is like the one match we could... Oh, no, I'm going to go with Michael Elgin. If you yeah, could pick one match for him, you know, he's only here once, I'd go Elgin. Yeah, same. Elgin. I'd pick Matt Hardy, actually. Now I think about it. <laughs> Stop it. It's already happened on Impact, John. If I say it probably has already happened. Uh, retur- we've already discussed this, actually, as well. Sorry, DX versus NWO. Uh, whose return is bigger for Ring of Honor, AJ Styles or Chris Hero? AJ. Yeah, it's got to be AJ. He's got, you know, more visibility. Not many people watch NXT. Perfect yeah. example is me. I haven't really watched much Ring of Honor since I left the podcast, but I now want to watch it now that AJ's back. So that that's just one example. 
There you go. And finally, do you think the fact that Chris Hero, the Young Bucks, and Roderick Strong are doing shows for both Ring of Honor and Gabe's promotions, uh, Dragon Gate USA and Evolve, mean that the lines are finally beginning to blur in regards to the talents only being allowed to work certain places? Eh, I don't know. You'd, ho- you'd, you'd hope so, but are those specific case-by-case basis? For example, the Young Bucks and Chris Hero, I don't think, are actually under contract with the Ring of Honor. I'm not sure what the status of Strong is. Yeah, the Strong thing to me was, has been conflicting because I don't know what his status is. But yeah, Hero and Styles are, uh, or sorry, Hero and uh, who was the other one? Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. Yeah, they're not under contract to Ring of Honor. And in fact, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they're not under contract. So I, I don't know. They can do what just, they want. There's nothing stopping them. Yeah, they're they're such power players in the on the indie scene right now that they can pretty much do whatever they want, you know. And mm. I I don't know what Roddy Roddy's thing is. I don't see him as being that big of a power player, but maybe he is. Well, I think isn't he, really, isn't he really only appearing in the Evolve shows in Florida? So far, that's what's been announced. Do so you think it's just because it's in Florida? And he's, go ahead and, do it. and he's local. Yeah. Might be. Could be just a case-by-case thing. What we need is for one of us to get a ring of on a contract and then we can find out all the details and how he's able to do that. <laughs> all the details, yeah. Well, go and get signed, John. The contract says they can do they can do shows as long as the shows don't as long as the promotions don't run IP I pay per view, which obviously Evolve does. Hmm. hmm. So that's that's an odd one. And that wraps up all the questions. Uh, John, I believe there's actually one more on Facebook that Ken posted whilst we were talking about the forum questions. I got it on my phone. Late breaking question. Last minute question. We'll we'll let it for Harry's phone. We'll let it slip in at the last minute. All right. And finally, Ken asks, with TNA sucking so bad lately, do you think we will see more returns to Ring of Honor? That's that? I mean, has AJ actually left, or is he going back soon? Is this just a, a storyline? Oh. I don't know. I haven't he, been really keeping up with TNA, so I don't know if AJ's, you know, just gone for a little bit and then he's coming back, or is, no, is the situation that dire that I know Jeff Jarrett's left, and if AJ has really left, then things can't free, be good over there. Yeah, AJ's a free agent right now. Um, he, uh, they taped... He taped his final match with TNA like in December, and it airs next week. So, wow, yeah, they're just about, they're they taped a bunch of stuff all at once, and now they're releasing it on their TV show. But um, yeah, okay. he's not with the company right now. Right. Okay. So that's not a good sign. If him and Jeff Jarrett are both left, something must be going wrong. So maybe we will see other people. I, I think I see it actually the other way. We're we're gonna get some of the lower Ring of Honor talent going to TNA because TNA need new people who are cheap. That's true. And um, yeah, that's what I see happening. So that, and that's, I think what they're planning too. So we, we might see that happen. What was this tweet that Samoa Joe did about not being allowed in Ring of Honor or something? And then Ring of Honor said that he is allowed. Could that be hinting at something or is that just a completely random tweet? <laughs> 
I don't know. I think that was more tar- targeted at Jim Cornette, who's not even with the company <clears throat> anymore. Because that was uh, something Jim Cornette said, and I guess it was taken out of context. And he, he clarified right. it a couple days later. But Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. That I, Dude, Samoa Joe back in Ring of Honor would just be amazing. Mm. I think. John, any thoughts on this? I'm trying to think of anybody from TNA who would be like on the cutting block to return to Ring of Honor because you, I doubt they would D- cut. DJ Perkins? Maybe, but he seems like he's popular enough as suicide that they'd want to keep a character like him around. And it seems mm. also people like Chris Staben or Austin Aries Dan- or people like them. Would- Kazarian? Daniels? Are they sort of... Well, would would oh. Daniels be welcome back to Ring of Honor after the way he kind of left, left last time? Mm, I don't know. Kenny Kenny King? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I I think Daniels is so good in Ring on in TNA right now. Like he's a he's a great part of the show. So I think he's he would stay. one of the highlights of the show. Yeah, but I think TNA see that as well. I've I could probably see TJ Perkins going back. Um, I mean, he hasn't been on TV in months. And uh, Kenny King, if they take <laughs> For him, that's just like being in Ring of Honor then. <laughs> during his, his summer hiatus. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, Does we'll Kenny see. King still appear on telly or is he... Um... I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, dear. He might well, do I, don't, I don't think he'll be welcome back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think he kind of burned that bridge. Unless they make him like the Romantic Touches tag team partner. And then they they win as like the masked knight express. <laughs> <laughs> that would rule. All right, are those all our questions? Uh, I don't know, Harry. Is that all our questions? <laughs> <laughs> My phone hasn't beeped, so if there's any more, they're not getting on the show. Well, thank you for asking your questions. Turns out we had more than we bargained for, and yeah, John, what are you talking about? It's loads. There were. I, I apologize to the ROH cast force. I take back my and give you a. All right. So thanks for listening. Yeah, I feel like I deserve that cheer. Yeah, Harry. <laughs> I uh, I'm happy you came back on the show. It's always good to have a co-founder of ROHWorld.com on the show, and uh, hope you come back anytime, good sir. Thank you for having me. It's been good to return to the podcast. I've, enjoy, I've also enjoyed listening to Team America, so uh, keep up the good work on the show. America. And thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back probably next week. Talk about the fallout from the TV tapings if you want a little bit of spoilers in your life. And whatever else happens in the next week in Ring of Honor. A lot of stuff going on with the beginning of the year, so stay tuned and keep checking back to ROHworld.com. <laughs>